By pressing play, you've been transported to a dimension where there will be no apologies given for the ridiculous and random comments made by your host and their guests. Thank you for listening and enjoy the experience. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Guess what's going on today, guys? What is it? You know what it is? What would today be? It's Monday, and but you guys were hearing this on that. Friday. And what that's about is episode 13 of Yo, Yo Where the, the Captain's at. at. Mm-hmm. Yo, Where the Captain's at. All right. Yo, Where the Captain's at. Where I'm at is real hot right now. Yeah, and what we doing so. being real on the block right now. Roscoe got the Dragon Ball hat for show. Oh, I do. You do. If your I shirt do. says black men, we are black men. They can't pretend unless they can't see, but they can be tough in the LBC. I'm not going to reply to that. <laughs> Word! And as always, I'm yours truly, Kells for show, a.k.a. the last swag bender. And with me it's as always bitch. is my bro host. You know, the male top in these streets, Roscoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with us always is our engineer, our producer, the guy that makes this shit possible because he know how to work his fingers when it comes to that. Hey, yo, I'm sorry about technology. <laughs> our- Native American Freddie Benson. Thank you. <laughs> Work. Thank you. Yes. Yes, hello. I'll be nice and friendly this time. <laughs> yeah, when we're not recording. Daniel <laughs> Renegade Rojas. <laughs> so you came and do a Greedo because you ain't seen Coco, boom, so boom, you don't even know boom, about that whole Greedo. Boom, 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 boom. That's why I had to play the drum for it. And joining us today on this episode is a newly acquired friend of a friend, our special guest today, Shelby. Hola. Wow. Como esta? <laughs> we were talking about Coco. It's not my fault. No, no, it's cool. Like, <laughs> I noticed she looks right at me when she said hola. A language is a language. Thank you for being on today's episode, Shelby. Um, would you like to give our listeners a little um, info about you? I don't I don't know if I really have any info about me. I'm, like, I'm pretty boring. That's fine. <laughs> that is information. Like, you weren't prepared to give a whole essay or thesis paper, like, what I'm going to do with my future and my life. <laughs> but that is fine. Boring. Guess what? Who else boring? We are. Hell to the yism. Because people think just because they see us out and about that we're just these fun guys that are always getting into weird and wacky situations. Nah. Nah, we ain't in our 20s about. no more. Oh, yes, Daniel, they have. Oh, Daniel, you, you've only known us for a few years. You have not lived in our skin and been through our experiences. There is a reason why we are Troy and Abed. Pimp. <laughs> but for real though, because me and Ross was at the crib just kicking it, like just watching. What the fuck were we watching? What I think it was thirteen. It? I think it was thirteen reasons why the new season. That oh, new yeah. season is so good. Really? Uh, I oh. liked it. The last episode had me so. Whoa, 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 whoa! All right, we on episode eight. Yeah. I'm gonna put a pin in that because yes, that's our commentary. No spoilers. Got it. No, no not even that. No, no, it's been spoiled since that season started. But not in a way that you want to hear. But wording is hard. And while me and Ross were talking about the latest episode of 13 Reasons Why from the latest season, we realized that it is so ridiculous what we do in our free time when we're <laughs> not around people. And people tell us things like, oh, you guys should have a reality show. We'll totally watch it. That'll be awesome. Like, no, it will not. We watched 13 Reasons Why. Wow. Talking about an anime that hasn't been on 
TV screens in eight years and how they should do the next season while having a conversation about a song that nobody probably even heard while discussing infinite amount of reason why this Disney Channel's Descendant is a masterpiece and they oh, should continue that series on. Masterpiece. I don't give a fuck what anybody tell me. They can see me in these streets. I will... <laughs> I thought my high school musical was a masterpiece. Nope. This bitch is beautiful. Oh, shit. That I didn't really. The Sinners does the go, harder go harder than high school, school niggas. After I finally watched the entirety of the high school musical franchise, not including the new Disney um, Plus series, including Sharpay's <laughs> Fabulous Adventure. Every week. Every week we have a phone. He's just shaking your head like no. That's real life because people listen to this podcast because they wanted to hear me and Ross do what me and Ross do, and we'll do me and Ross with a friend about some shit that we like. And I pray to everybody that listens to us talk and just be saying they're like, I wish these dudes would shut the fuck up. I wish I could shut the fuck up in some instances too. I really do. I'm like, just keep my mouth closed. Contrary to proper belief, but sometimes that shit don't happen. I keep my mouth closed most of the times. But when I'm around the people that I feel comfortable with, I can't help it. But also, when you have a friend that has part of his soul locked in an infinite abyss of darkness, you have to hear about things that you'd be like, word, that's why we're friends. Because guess what? My soul ain't getting out either, nigga. <laughs> it is stuck on soot. Because in a previous life, I was a smut. <laughs> smut is like a man slut but cause after I was a geisha yo I was only a geisha I redeemed myself after that after like nah but after that shit you was a British nigga cause we were both British niggas but not at the same time not at the same time but we can't clarify that yet because I was having a conversation while watching Avatar The Last Airbender with Ross about how a lot of friendships and relationships in Avatar crosses over to the next life. It's like maybe that's why friendships are happening because you just have that energy and a camaraderie from a previous life. That's why you gravitate that's why I towards think other pharaohs at the same time. Nigga, for real, that could be. Hey, at the same time, yeah, at the same time. yeah. There's most. I can't prove him wrong, and he can't prove me right, and him being wrong. So guess what? We all good, baby. So we might have been, we might be two geishas in the same block. Like, yo, I got your back, I got your back. We gonna stab these niggas in the dick and we gonna ride out. We could be like Asian Thelma and Louise, nigga. Yo, bet, bet, <laughs> bet, bet, nigga. That shit might have been popping though. Now I need a geisha anime about them coming together, stacking up the coins, getting out the situation, and sending stuff on free. Yes, oh. burn all that shit the fuck down. All that shit. It'd be Lucy Lou and um the one chick. No, no Lucy Lou and Agent May. And there, no, we also got to get a young one. So uh... yeah, um, what you call it? Um, Jamie, whatever that was in Real World, that was in Dragon Ball Evolution. Uh, no, I was gonna go with uh, Brendan Song. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan Song, gang, 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 gang. No, Brendan Song, an old shorty that married to Jeezy now. From the to talk. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Updated oh. Mickey Young, mm. nigga. No racism. They look kind of similar. They do. But I don't <laughs> the slants a little at a different angles, but that shit's still there, bro. Like don't even do that. I know, but I ain't never seen any of her acting skills. So and I want great acting in my movie. You a hotline and a half. True, but I need some guy. But I need at least 
Four good actors. All right, cool. Four good actors. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you listened to this show before, and if you haven't, our first um, segment is called Yo, What's Poppin'? Where we go around and talk about a um, couple of headlines in the world of geekdom. And I'm just going to start this one off with, oh, a nice little rumor that's been going around. Um, the fact that Beyonce has been talking to Disney. And with that being said, people took that as she's been talking to Disney about being an MCU, which, of course, since she's black, leads into her being in talks to being Black Panther, which leads into her being in talks to being Black Panther 2 to play Aurora Monroe, a.k.a. Storm, which is all non-factual. It is all just rumors. Yes, Beyonce is in talks with Disney because guess what she did? The Lion King. King. And Disney is always in talks with anybody that's popular in pop culture because they're always trying to work things out with them because Disney is a big business. And they're branding. They're just trying to expand their universe and their profit. So what better things to do than to get popular things and be in the hip? Shelby, are you a fan of Beyonce or her music or anything about her person? I have, like, a love-hate relationship with Beyonce. Word. I haven't listened to a lot of her current music, but when I was younger, I was in love with Beyonce, and that was all I would listen to. Okay, so we're older gentlemen here, and when you say when you were younger, what Beyonce are you referring to? Destiny Child or, like, Crazy in Love, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, Beyonce? Crazy in Love, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, Beyonce. Word. Word. See, we grew up with her from Destiny Child as a group before she blew up. And became the female Michael Jackson of this generation. But no, like that, uh-oh, Beyonce um, featuring Jay-Z, Crazy in Love, it was an anthem. She came in, she changed the game. So word, so like you said, you like that, but now you're like, mm, you haven't really listened to it. Because you, what, have you matured in your taste or you just, your musical palette has expanded a bit? I feel like it's partially my musical palette has expanded, but also I don't listen to the radio a lot. I'm one of those people. I listen to Pandora, pretty Word. much solely Pandora, and I listen to no 2000s advertising. alternative uh, music. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like Let's... Green Day, Blink-182, stuff Some, like that. Some 41? Yes. Simple Plan? Yes. Yellow Card? Maybe. The Academy is... Hawthorne Heights? Yes. Avril Lavigne? Oh, oh, I loved Avril Lavigne. I still do. Why you had to go and make these so Because, I mean, you only said yes to one few by Roman Group. You should have listened to all of them. Who are you talking to me or her? Like, you oh, I'm sorry to show because okay. I know I made you listen to all of them. No, you didn't make me do anything. All those artists I was already listening to just because. Uh-huh. Or when you, you even made me listen to um, Cobra Starship. I was already listening to Gym Class because of the radio. Ooh, Gym Class. Paramore, radio, like, most of that I was already listening to. If anything, listening to gym class made me go back into their underground, underground indie shit. shit. Yeah. That's the only artist I did. I'll take it back. And Paramore, because I had to go listen to their official first You're the album one that there. introduced me to their underground, but I know I got the front, their uh, gym class underground to you, though. Well, yeah, definitely. Paper Cut Chronicles is a classic. We talked about that shit, but... Uh, Word. So, does Beyonce, if Beyonce were to be in a Marvel movie, would that make you feel a certain way? Shelby, would you care less? Would it make you go more to that film or anything? I think it would be really cool if she was in another movie besides The Lion King. Word. Because 
she's such a great musician and I would love to see what she could do acting wise and see what she would be able to portray and how things would go down with that. Word. Random pitch. What if it's for live action Aristocats? Fine with that because they can learn from their old cats, but that's where me and most of Geekdom, especially Black Geekdom, would say to you, Shelby, we know how Beyonce can act and she cannot. So we don't want her nowhere near Black Panther. Unless, unless she just happened to meet some random Wakandan music artist. But for her to play Storm, oh, hell to the uh-uh. I protested for Black Lives Matter. And I will protest for fictional Black Lives as well. Because she does not need to be Storm. That is so disrespectful to that character. character to that character. Because they haven't got her right yet. She needs to be a dark-skinned woman who can act and have that gravitas. Because before um, before Michonne was cast in Black Panther and the actress that plays Nakia was cast, I wanted either one of them to play Storm because they have that look, that African look, and they have that screen presence that Storm deserves. Beyonce will not bring that to the film, and that would be a bad idea. Almost as bad as Disney even thinking about Ronda Rousey playing Captain Marvel, and I'm done. <laughs> random random question. What about Gabrielle Union? Yeah, that's fine. I would love Gabrielle Union to be Black um, Storm. I think what, what would be cool is if you saw instead, you know how they set up in Oakland? Yeah. She's just someone who's helping out with the Oakland branch. Are you talking about Aro? I'm saying, no, Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce. Oh, oh. Oh, so she played really playing Beyonce. Yes. Oh, I ain't even mad at that. Oh shit, Beyonce, no and Beyonce. Like Ooh, but I would have no problem with Beyonce doing the soundtrack. I love the Lion King soundtrack. That shit was amazing. Like, I was so close. Like, I got. I had to leave the white women alone. I had to give me a sister after listening to that soundtrack because that song "Brown School Girl." I want to have a little daughter and sing that to her to let her know that she is magic. She is beautiful. I say this in jest, but part of me is real because in the world when I'm black, is blacker than black. Yo, that shit's not right for the anybody ain't me because we in there tearing shit the fuck down. <laughs> and that's real spit, Ross. Uh oh well, what I have for uh was geeking is uh this Sunday was backlash for uh, WWE and yep. the small goods and bads I would like to say is uh Oscar and Nia Jax match ended up in a double DQ to, uh count out, which is being rumored to extend to another match at Extreme Rules July nineteenth for all those that don't know. Bobby Lashley lost his opportunity with uh, Drew McIntyre for the belt, which mm. was decent until the way that they ended. But tell him, man, uh, the greatest wrestling match ever. It wasn't, but in the standards of WWE, it was uh, Edge versus. Uh, Don't do that to my boy. It was in the words of WWE, yes, but the greatest wrestling match ever is Kenny Omega versus. Uh, Kuishka Okada at Kingdom Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know which one it was, but whichever one where Dave Messler made it a six star wrestling match, shit's beautiful. Have you not they seen Steve wrestle Ric Flair in the Iron Man match? Bruh, that match is dope, but <laughs> they had a 60 minutes of pure greatness. I'm being honest. Okay, but you guys aren't even talking about Nature Boy's last match. No. 
I understand. No, I, that, that, that's, that, that may yeah. be one of the best story ring matches, yeah. but guess what? That's been beaten by my boy Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rose okay. and AEW at best, all or nothing. Best story ring match. No. I'm telling you right I'm now. Saying, I'm saying Nature Boys. Final that match. match versus Shawn Michaels was like a mercy. It was some old. It was a shit. good story match. Yeah. It was a sin. But I'm gonna be. But I'm gonna be honest. That was a good story wrestling match. But you have to watch Cody versus Dustin Rhodes okay. all uh, double or nothing 2018 okay. match. It beats that. And he was old and a yeller. <laughs> if you set me up, baby, I'm gonna smike it every time. But I will say the greatest setup match of uh, last night will be uh, the triple threat uh, women's tag team match featuring uh, the Iconics, one of my favorite female tag team groups. Uh, I, I mean, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Alexa Bliss. But the current best tag team right now with charter tag team champion Sasha Banks and Bayley. WWE Women SmackDown Champion Bailey to add that. Oh, act. she do. It's Bailey. Bailey two belts. No, it's Bailey those belts. Yeah. Bailey's bitch. Hispanic. Yeah. Oh, that explains the slants. Oh shit! <laughs> I low key thought she was like black and something else. No, Bailey. But it's Hispanic. Yeah. Straight up Hispanic. I want to say what, what, what type? Good. Uh, Mexican, Man, Cuban, Puerto Rican, Mexican because Honduran, she's from LA. Ecuadorian, Puerto no, she's from San Francisco. She's, she's from, from San Francisco. She might be a San Francisco treat. Hey, <laughs> No, no, actually, I want she's Santa Fe. Uh, I want to see a new Mexican. See what I did there? Because Santa Fe's in New Mexico, y'all. Layers like a lasagna to this shit. You're silly. But, um, <laughs> that's me eating my regardless of the fact, they're, they're probably the best current heel female groups in, in the team in the league right now. Better than Iconics because Iconics oh, heel, right. right? No, yeah, they heal, but they better than Sir. They're setting them up to for them to have. Why a, do you call them, sir? No, I'm calling you, sir. They're better here than Iconics right now only because of the pure fact that they're both heels. They they're secretly setting up the fact that Bailey and Sasha Banks are about to feud over the champion women's championship belt, and not only are they feuding about that, they're also feuding with everybody on the fact that their friendship isn't real because a lot of people think that they're not a good tag they like their tag team is just for fluff and but the best thing about last night was the greatest. Cinematic match of uh, this quarantine moment. Street Profits versus Viking Raiders. It's so good that I literally, that's the only thing Kelsey watched of uh, last night's pay-per-view because it was that good. Actually, the only reason why I watched that match only, because that's specifically the match he showed me. But besides that, I was waiting for him the whole time to be like, all right, I'm about to put it on the TV. Because I was trying to watch my girl, Alexa Bliss, do her thing, oh, Little Miss Bliss. Mad. But no, I just you be on your phone, do your thing, because I didn't know you had the information to get it. But I wanted to see my girl. I don't, And you would have said this from watching 13 Reasons Why, because I was really trying to watch that shit. But I was like, shit, if you're going to watch it, I'm going to put this shit on. I'm going to be honest. Once you put it on, I got a little hook. That's why I stopped playing No Man's Sky. <laughs> Word. And I know we're talking about a lot of wrestling things, Shelby. Like any good American, I'm assuming you have a favorite wrestler, even though you might not have watched a lot. So I've never watched wrestling before, and that's why I am dead silent and have zero opinions currently, because I don't know what I'm talking about. 
Word. Quick question. When I say the word wrestler, who's the first one that pops in your mind? John Cena. Booyah! <laughs> it took me a second, but I got that. Okay. Fine. I get it. Stone Cold. He's the whole Kogan of this generation. I'm not going to get in that whole John Cena tirade that I always go into. Because we have other topics to talk about. Because we have other things to talk about, like Wonder Woman 84 getting a new release date. Now it is coming out on October 2nd. I was still hoping it was going to come out, what, August? Because I want to see that movie. I need to see that movie. This bitch is literally riding lightning. I'm not going to get into why I like that so much. Tattoos in certain places. Anywho, but that movie looks like what it should be. And guess what that is? Anyone want to get some word I'm about to use? Wonderful. There you go. Oh, you know me so well. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also, there was um, a little gamer news. Um, a little console called the PS5 was revealed. Looking like a whole swaggy-ass anime villain. Miles. <laughs> Looking like the top head of Frieza in form, form level four. Word. Straight up. Like, if you don't follow me on social media, do that. I was sharing hella memes about that shit. That shit nuts. And they also released a trailer for the new Miles Morales Spider-Man game, which I have to get. I, I, I was already contemplating getting a PS5 because I wasn't going to upgrade to the Xbox X series. Is that what it's called, Rob? It's a Series X. The series I'm going to be honest. The only real difference that I've seen so far, stats-wise, is the Series X might have extra giga space. But today... On this Monday, Xbox announced the save uh, library, which is now a new way where just finding out they from this announcement, so I have to redact some old announcement. You don't need an Xbox One X or a Series X to play Infinite. As long as you have an Xbox One, you could play Halo Infinite. The more you, the higher you go with the better of the 4K and the 8K features, more features and better speed. But uh, so far that I found out is it's transferable as well as uh, it's a new, faster way of uh, buying one game for one system and being able to play it on all your systems without having a problem. As well as I found out that the Series X might come in two mod- two module sizes, a two terabyte and a one terabyte. And I found out that rumor is that we might get new hard drives made exclusive Hmm. for the Series X where you could just take out the hard drive, take it to your friends, plug it in, and within instance, with the save library, you could automatically just start playing the game without no time negated or everything. Word. So I did say, I did notice that they had two versions of the PS5, one without the disk drive and one with. And, and that was also interesting as well. And rumored is that the one without the disc drive is supposed to be fifty dollars cheaper. cheaper. Yeah, oh yeah. And the thing too, that's the only reason I really was even planning on buying a PS5 is because I know Street Fighter Six was not going to be cross platform. And plus, I've seen that Spider Man game. You don't know I fucking, yet. I don't know yet. It still could change. But I seen that Spider Man game. I knew it was going to drop a two. With the two, I know they're going to introduce more Marvel characters, and I got to play that game, especially if they're adding in Fantastic Four characters and Avengers. But what were you saying, Ross? Just to actually correct you on this, this Miles Morales isn't two. It is actually been confirmed to be a standalone, 
it's a short, full-length game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand that it's a separate game, but I'm saying before Miles was introduced, I knew they was going to make a sequel. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Spider-Man, PS, whatever it's called, was going to get a two. I knew yeah. I had to get that. So I was thinking before Miles was announced, it was going to be that too. But now that Miles is going to be it, like, oh, I have to get it now. Oh, and also one thing I have found out is the PS5 is only backwards compatible with PS4 Pro games. So it's not PS4 and PS3. It's just PS4. It's just PS4 Pro games. Because the Xbox S series is going to be it's 360, one. one. Original and all that, so the backwards capability is way more better on. And that shit's dope as fuck, but low key, like depending on how far you go, you don't. Cause I'm assuming if you have Xbox Xbox games, you have a Xbox, so you already know how to play your games backward compatible. But then again, you might get some new people that want to play old games, and um. And if the rumors are true, we're supposed to be getting Fable Four, and. A lot of people want to play, learn how this world came to be, and Fable 1 through 3 are just magnificent. Word. Are you a gamer, Shelby? Not really. That's fine. That's cool. It's just a question. Do you have any gaming system? Um. So I have pretty much all of the originals, like the original Wii, the original Xbox, the original Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. My old man had to come in. When you said Wii, original for us is Nintendo NES. So you had the Wii. That was your first uh, endeavor into the gaming, for us Nintendo wise. Um, I don't know if I would say that was the first. I know I can't remember what Wii console it was, but my friend um, used to have like a bunch of the older ones, and we Word. played on those all the time when we were kids. But they were never mine, oh, so I didn't bother okay. to learn the names of them because I'm kind of a horrible human. <laughs> nah. You know kind of, that means there's some like, good in there. I have the vague memory of it, but I couldn't wow. tell you for the life of me what they were called and, like, what specific system they were. That's all what's right. up. It's all right. And what would you say was your favorite game on the Wii, Shelby? So if we're talking about, like, the Nintendo Wii, the one that I have, it's not even really a game, but I was one of those kids that I love to play the Sing It game on there and just sit there and do the karaoke thing. And to this day, like, I still go to Frankie's and whatnot. And to I'll this day? To this day. To this day. Like, I'll, I'll, still pull out, I'll still pull out that game, and I'll sit there, and I'll just do some singing at my house by on, myself. On Thursday nights at Frankie's? I will do it at Thursday night on Frankie's. Woo, yep. If y'all know what that's about, guys, hey. Uh, <laughs> and it makes it better because my friend Sly is the one who runs it, and he married my aunt and my uncle. And so I've known him for a couple of years. So it's not a throuple. He was, like, the aficionado of the wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay, just yeah, make it Yeah, he's the one who officiated everything. To where when I go in there to do karaoke and whatnot, I'll walk up to him and he's like, we have a pretty long list. And I'm like, well, if you just want to bump me up real quick, Sly, that'd be great because I'm only here for like an hour. So I always get to like hop in front of people or if he doesn't have songs, I'll message him. And I'm like, okay, I want to sing this next Thursday and he'll download it specifically so that I can sing it next Thursday. All right. So what is your go to karaoke song? Because I know Daniels. So my (laughs) karaoke song is definitely Kerosene by Miranda Lambert. Woo! I love that song. Like ever since mm. I was little, that's always been one of my favorite songs. That kerosene, songs. yo! I start fucking with Lambert. Uh, Lambert. I start Lambert. fucking with Miranda Lambert hard over the last two years because I've been working on my country playlist, and I just went back and start listening to albums that I haven't listened to. I haven't. It's always been on my to do list, but then, but no. Kelsey, what, what what's my go to song? Then? It's um, hold on. You home with me, and you were with another guy. What was that, Jet? 
the doors, the use. The t- oh, you're talking about Are You Gonna Be My Girl? Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that oh, is that's your go-to. karaoke that, that, song. Because people that's totally Daniel too. they don't think that I can sing like that. It's That Unfortunate Son by CCR. Do you have a karaoke go-to song, Ross? You know I don't. I know you don't. I just have to make sure. I don't either. So my black ass just try to sit the fuck down and listen. <laughs> Speaking of black asses. But this one wasn't sitting down. He was standing up. Dave Chappelle dropped a new special like fucking 110 the other night. And I just happened to be in my bed laying down, scrolling to YouTube. And I see Dave Chappelle, Netflix. I'm like, this can't be new. Just upload it. Hit play. Let me see if it was. Guess what? It was absolutely brand freaking new. And it's called 846. And just to let y'all know, it is not a stand-up special. It is just a special Please don't get it confused because it's on Netflix's jokes YouTube page. But how can you tell him not to get confused when it's on Netflix's joke page? Because he's a comedian and technically he only had like maybe two jokes in the 30 minutes. But if you think everything is funny. I know, but I'm just saying like it was more of just him. It's not a traditional stand-up special. Yeah, it's not a traditional stand-up special. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Ross is correct. It's not a traditional stand-up series special it is just a conversation that dave Chappelle is having not with just his audience but the world with some jokes sprinkled in did you happen to see that i have not no oh you got to because i know you're an ally but you got to check that shit out like it's some real shit every time dave Chappelle speaks i listen like he has to he like he said his special we trust him that's what we want to hear from him but he trusts the streets as well to speak for themselves did you listen to the watches yet, Daniel? Oh, yeah. Oh, all right, my that brother. Was amazing. Have y'all ever watched any of uh, Josh's Wolf's, Josh Wolf stand-up specials? Uh, I love Josh Wolf. He is hilarious, and one of the best ones he's put out is called They Lie, and it's all about his son and how him and his wife went on vacation to Hawaii, and while they were gone, his son orders $200 worth of porn, and his dad Sounds goes up right. to him, and he's like, I have the facts in my hand. Like, I can show you. You ordered the porn. And this kid is standing by the fact. He's like, no, it wasn't me. It was grandma and grandpa. And wait, so wait, wait. Was is- it grandpa? Oh, that's what the kid said. Yeah, that's what the kid's saying, so he doesn't have to pay for the porn. And he's just like, no, it was grandma and grandpa. And he's like, okay, I'll call him right now, and I'll ask him if they ordered it. And he's like, okay, I want to watch you call grandma and grandpa and ask them if they ordered this specific porn. <laughs> and it's just them trying to get the other to just say, like, yes, I did it, or, okay, I'm going to believe you, I'm going to let it lie. Question, is wolf with a silent E? Um, No, it's literally spelt like actual wolf. Thank you, I'm about to check that out. I have seen a wolf named wolf the E that's silent, but I didn't know if that was it. Speaking of wolves, Ross, did you see the trailer for this? No, please inform me, sir. That show on Netflix... About the wolves, about lichens in college, nigga. Yeah, the order season two trailer drop, and guess when it comes out, nigga? The eighteenth, there's Thursday. Oh, you. So that means we about to finish thirteen reasons why. about two days, so we get ready for this order. And I forgot everything that happened in that season one. Low key, I might rewatch season one and then watch that season two. Low key, are we gonna watch it on Juneteenth? If it comes out on a Thursday, which is the eighteenth. 19th is the next day. I'm pretty sure we're not going to finish all that shit in one day. Shit, a nigga like me could, but no key. But you can't finish anything I suggest you finish, like Voltron. Or Sabrina, or 
Key, uh, Unbreakable, Kimmy uh, Schmidt, Lock and Key. You got uh, all this shit. But hey, do what you want with I your will. body. My body. Cause she hope it did not make me to judge you. She made you to love her. So do all that that you need and to do. I love her with all my heart. That's why she doesn't judge me. Unlike you, judgmental face. The silence means it's correct because <laughs> it is honest. The silence only means you have the opportunity to speak and be heard. <laughs> and he's a mean person. No. Yes. I'm a mean girl. You know why? Because on Wednesdays, we wear pink, bitch. Hey. You don't even go to this school. <laughs> okay, guys. When you're listening to this, it will be Juneteenth. If you're unfamiliar of what Juneteenth is, it's June 19th. And in the African-American community, we celebrate that day because that is the day when we actually became free people in the state. Not like when the Emancipation Proclamation was doctrined or came to be printed or whatever they said, freed the slaves. Uh-uh. That uh-uh. ain't the real truth. Juneteenth, June 19th, when slavery was quote-unquote abolished, it was the end of that shit. But... If you really want to know the truth about it, Google that shit. I'm not an encyclopedia, even though I'm brown. Don't do that shit. Look that shit up. Do your research. Um, watch 13th on Netflix and all the other black shit Netflix puts in front of you as soon as you log on to that shit and learn yourself. Also, <laughs> to all those people, please play the latest Battlefield because they teach you about the Tuskegee Airmen. If True. you don't like Battlefield, please Google it. You'll find yourself... Very shocked and amused to never know about this good history in World War II that they never teach you. Only reason why we know about it is because it's known as black history. And if you don't feel like doing neither of those, please watch Red Tails. May not be good, but it That's does true. talk about the Tuskegee Airmen. Word. And watch what I'm about to do real quick. Juneteenth, the day that African Americans became free was also the date when the president, President Ananaranha, <laughs> decided that he was going to do one of his rallies, which he hasn't done in the moment, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where Black Wall Street used to be until the racist whites of this time burnt that shit to the ground, killing over 3,000 African Americans. If you're unfamiliar with that, I'm not surprised because they try to wipe that from the history books. Even in Oklahoma, they don't even teach that shit. And if you watch the Watchmen TV series, the best TV series of last year, that shit was not fictional. That was a real event that transpired, and he decided to have a rally. Speaking about what he speaks about in that city, with that trauma still there that nobody really wanted to acknowledge as a whole front, on the day that we got free... Shows you his nastiness, but he tried to come out like, I've done so much for the blacks. The unemployment rate is an all-time low. Obama never helped you because Obama didn't care because he was half, so you have cared. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you what you want, jobs. I'm not going to talk about that. I will talk about this. And guess what? What? His rally is no longer on Juneteenth. It's now on June 20th, a day after the fact. Oh, he knew what was going to happen. He no, no, he smoke. did not know. Somebody got smart and finally got to him like, yo, that is not cool. Shit is already going to pop up. Because I was talking to Taylor 
Because she stayed down there in Oklahoma, and she was talking about how shit's been bubbling up in Tulsa. Always been low-key bubbling up since the incident, but especially with um, the latest protests and things of that nature. And Trump trying to pull this shit. I'm like, ooh, shit. But my thing is, though, because I like to be an optimist in his prime, but I have pessimist visions when it comes to certain things, especially when it comes to our people. That L. Sharpton declared that the next march in Washington would be in August this year. And all I could think about is, if this nigga Trump deployed military people to disperse peaceful protesters in front of Washington, what crazy shit will he try to pull if all these people are coming together? I don't know which anniversary, the 30th anniversary, the 45th anniversary of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. I could see that shit going very nasty. I don't want it to, but just me being me and being how my brain works... I just could see no all the fuckery happen, especially when they already have people implanted in demonstrations there to incite chaos and create a narrative like, see, they can't do this. They won't, don't want to do this. This is all a ploy for them to destroy. You're thinking of the wrong worst way. You're forgetting to think about the other worst way where he's going to take try to take credit for it, and then there's going to be people actually giving him credit Based off of a bullshit speech that he's probably going to do. See, I don't think that way because that is, that's the baseline. Like, yes, of course. Yes. He will try to. But see how I let them just come to my city? I let them unionize. If I hated black people, I wouldn't let them be here. Oh, it's Look not, at them. Look at them. I'm not going to go. I don't think he's going to go that route. I think he's going to make some BS speech. And they're going to give him backshot footage of people at the rally. Not showing anybody speaking, but him talking about it. And then that's going to be broadcast on Fox News, where some of them people will be out there plotting them for doing good work. And that's the thing, too, because his base is some of the people. And some of the people are always going to have a view of thinking that aligns with his ideology. And that's why he continues. That's why he is where he is right now even when facts would contradict the whole segment. But with that being said, guys, we already know what's popping, even though we gave you an insight to watch out what would be popping in a few months. Stay listening to the podcast. Stay woke. We will be talking about that shit. Like we, we don't try to be too political and too heavy, but we have a platform, and with that platform comes a power, and with that power we have to speak our thoughts and our minds. And if you don't like what we have to say, guess what? Don't press play. Sorry that we black, y'all. I would never really. be. Uh, you, you don't do that. You don't speak for me. I'm black and I'm proud, nigga. Oh, Wakanda I love forever. being my black. Nigga, you don't even know. Oh, I ain't going to get in talking about my dreams. Anywho, <laughs> we're coming to the best part of the show. What is yo, that part? Yo, we geeking out where oh, we, we just geek, geek, about, geek, geek out about a certain TV show, movie, anime, music artist. Whatever the fuck you want to geek out about because we geeks with one of our guests today. And of course, our guest, you heard her throughout the podcast, is one Miss Shelby. We are here to talk about arguably the greatest American-made animated TV series of all time. If you have a conversation with me before about cartoons, anime, or whatever, or you might have been trying to talk about this TV show, but I have brought it up. It is none other than Nickelodeon's Avatar The Last Airbender. 
And if you haven't watched this show, I'm just tell you what it's about real quick. There's an airbender. He's the last one. He was found by Waterbender and her brother. They gotta stop the Fire Lord from fucking up the Earth. You missing a key item? No. That airbender is an avatar. But still, is an avatar, Kelsey. No, they don't need to know that he's the last airbender. <laughs> Like the avatar part is very important. You'll get it when you watch it. But yes, he is the avatar. And what does the avatar do? Because I was trying to talk some more, but now you allow me to. The avatar is the mass. He has to mass. He or she has to master all four elements. Thank you for that. Earth, wind, fire, heart, sight. (laughs) Together, that's Captain Planet, Ben. Yep. Earth, fire, water, and air. Because there are different nations that have the ability to bend said elements. And an avatar is the connection between all of them and the spirit realm. His role is to make sure the earth stays together in a sense. Even though people bigger and balanced. Everybody has to be represented. Everybody has to know their worth. But something happened to the avatar that he was gone for a hundred fucking years. But then he came back. And he had to learn through this journey about how his actions then affect him now. And if you haven't watched this series, watch it. And when you do, intro to every episode going to tell you what I just told you, but a more eloquent way. So with that being said, Shelby, how did you get introduced to Avatar The Last Airbender? So with Avatar, I watched a lot of Nickelodeon when I was younger And that's what got me into it is just seeing it on Nickelodeon and my friends always telling me like, hey, you have to watch this. You have to watch this. This show's amazing. They weren't wrong. I got into it and I fell in love. It's to this day one of my favorite animes because it hits so many serious notes. Like what? Like in a way it tackles partially like racism. It tackles war. It tackles famine. Like there's so many things it talks about that is good for younger kids to kind of see. And I know it was initially targeted towards kids. And I think that was a great thing for them to kind of see and grow up watching and understand, like, these are issues that we have in the world and things we need to confront and change. Word. Sorry to say this, but it wasn't technically an anime. It was an animated show because it was based in, it was actually drawn in America, but... People that are such good fans of this artwork and how dedicated that they put it in onto this show that we consider it anime, that's why. I was going to split hairs about that aspect because that, that, that slight distinction between the two, for lack of better terms, because I wouldn't consider it anime, but I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. mad when people do because it's inspired by anime, but it's American-made. Like Transformers, Thundercats, back in the day, Speed they were all... Stuff. Speed Racer, they were all designed and drawn in Japan, but for American audiences. So technically, they're not anime, but you could consider them anime if you just base it off the fact that they were produced in Japan. Either way, that's my same thing with Ruby. Ruby is an American internet-created series inspired heavily by anime to be anime. Avatar is just is inspired by, but that's just splitting hairs, and yes, but like you said, Shelby, anime, um, Avatar tackle a lot of adult themes that most kids don't realize they're being introduced to. They just see fire, wind, earth, water. Ooh, shit! Wow, that nigga blowing shit up with his brain. So they don't just sit there and be like, "Oh, this shit really relates to my life." 
that's how I like my anime for the most part. That's one of the things that drew me out of Gundam Wing on Toonami because it was so heavily fo- focused on the politics. I'm like, no, this is a cartoon. I'm young. I want to see robots fight robots. I don't care about space stations and colonies and shit like that. Show me some laser beams and some sword slicing and shit like that. But the Avatar found a way to do all of that without talking dumb to his audience. And that's one thing you don't see a lot in any medium. Y'all heard that, people. He called Gundam Wing a cartoon where he damn well knows it's an anime. That's how much he didn't respect it because it talked about politics too much. Had great story talks development. Had great character development. Yes, it was heavenly political focus. But guess what? When it's in a world of space where all they're doing is fighting politically and trying to control the government and government controlling war, what you think going to happen? Politics, baby. And once again, Roscoe will always find the opportunity to be like, oh, he's Mr. Ice. But let me tell, let me tell you about the time he had a fever. That nigga <laughs> was so cool back then. Like, damn. I misspoke, just like your president does. I have the ability to reiterate. I would never disrespect Gundam as an anime series because Gundam Wing was part of my childhood. G Gundam is one of my favorite animes of all time. Shiny, burning fingers once. Again, another anime you did not partake into, so don't do that, but always do that, baby. Because that's your choice, and you're a black man, and your life matters to me. So I will always let you speak with air in your lungs. I may not have been a G Gundam fan, but who called one of the best Gundam Wings movies trash and stands by by Cold Heart, Endless Wing? Hmm. I never said it was trash. Hmm. I seen it once. He said it was trash, America. And guess what, everybody? Also, the grouch has a house for a reason. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Trash goes somewhere and somebody loves that. You like trash, nigga? If I had to break it down like that. Do I? I didn't want to, but I did. Daniel, tell him about you. Don't bring him in. He fucking be silent. Uh, he, he Freddy over there, bro. Freddy over there, bro. That's why I'm We have a whole guest that we should be incorporating to this because conversation. Because I know Shelby's not a, G-gun, a Gundam Wing fan. Exactly. We're not here to talk about Gundam. We're here to talk about Avatar and Lance Airbender. We are. Uh-huh. So. So. Avatar and Lance Airbender. We all know the characters. But if you haven't watched it, I'm just going to name a character real quick. Aang, the protagonist. He's a he's an airbender. He bends air. He do a lot of cool shit. He got a staff. A flying bison by the name of Oppa. Oppa needs to fly. You say, yep, yep, with that shit. And <laughs> Aang reminds me a lot of myself in ways, because there's a lot of characters, because he's a happy-go-lucky character, sometimes bearing the brunt of responsibility, forces you to do things that you don't want to do, especially when them shits are thrust upon you at an early, uh, early age like Aang. He, you are not, cause you're not supposed to find out that you're an avatar till you're 16. He found that shit out when he was like 12. 12. Exactly. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta do this. I ain't about that life. I'ma run. And he ran, got caught in a storm, fell into the water. Avatar, Avatar State activated. Him and Appa were frozen for a hundred years. Perfectly fine. He on some Steve Rogers shit. Cause that Avatar State wasn't super. Ser- 
super soldier serum with it. And he was a young man living in a new world. An uh, old man that happened to be young living in a new world. A young man living in a new world. He then he would be betrayed as an old man, chronologically speaking. But technically, he was 100. That's what chronological means. 12. That's what chronological means. That's many times over time. Thank you, Shelby, for correcting me. No, 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 I'm just saying. He like, was 112. Uh, you disagreeing with what I just said. Like That's what you're trying to do. <laughs> Pose to look like a 12-year-old. He's not... Pose, he is. No, he's 112 because he was frozen. No. 100 years, baby. Don't no count. Oh, time counts, like baby. it should technically count. Like, even though he didn't live or do anything during those years, he's 112. You can tell that to Frown Futurama, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Didn't they have a whole episode about how yeah. old yeah. he was? Yeah. yeah. He ain't get no benefits. <laughs> he ain't get no Grand Slam specials. I just realized Fry got his whole dog fossilized. I just realized he got... Annie. What was it called? Dope. What was what is shit called? Which one? That the material that Bender needed, the dolomite. The... <laughs> it was um Dolomanium. Oh, random fact. I just realized he was getting cussed out by his great great grandson. Mm-hmm. Adore. All the time. All the time. So you have Aang, the last airbender with that blue arrow. Tattoo on his head from the Air Nomads. Shelby, would you like to tell us a little bit about Katara? Oh, Katara. The list goes on and on about Katara. Katara is very, very strong. She's one of the only waterbenders within the Southern Water Tribe because the Fire Nation came and they wiped out all of the waterbenders because they assumed that they had killed the Avatar. And because of that... Oh, you're shaking your head. No, no, no. I'm shaking it because I just watched that episode when you she found out that her mother died protecting her. Cause, no, no. Oh, when she so went to sad. get revenge mm-hmm. yeah, with her and Zuku. That's why I'm doing that. that shit oh, that was so soul. sad. But uh, so Katara is one of the only waterbenders within her tribe because the Fire Nation wiped them all out because the True. next avatar in the cycle was going to be a waterbender. They didn't want that to happen. Oh, shit. <laughs> they always ahead of the curve that Fire Nation. They killed the air nomads. Mm-hmm. They're like, we well, know how this shit happens. Yep, so they killed all the air nomads thinking they got the Avatar and then all the waterbenders to try and still stop the Avatar thing. But I thought it was so weird because after that, they never went after any of the Earth nomads, which would have been the next Avatar within no, the cycle. No, that also why that nigga Ozai was like, after um, Zuku was in that meeting, then Azula came in, was like, we should burn it down. That nigga Ozai like, no, I'm the Phoenix King. We're going to burn all the Earth kingdom to the ground, just like my great grandfather, uh, my grandfather, um, Sozin wiped out the wiped out the Air Nomads. I'm gonna do this shit to the Earth Nomads. So if he did that, there would be no Earth Avatar because they'd be wiped out as well. They quit to burn shit to the ground. Fire. They tried. They failed very badly though because oh, yeah. they tried to have Iroh go to Bossing Say and destroy that. What he spent like three oh, years Lord. there trying to get into. Bossing oh, Say break down the wall and it just never happened. Exactly. And it was Azula who eventually got into Bossing Say. But that oh, was wham. after the fact that they knew the Avatar was still alive, and at that point it didn't really matter. Oh yeah, and Azula didn't even have to do that. Azula went there with the sole purpose of bringing back Iroh and Zuku, but she was like, Well, since I'm here, I'ma take over all this shit. And guess what? At 14, she did. And Ross. I will say, she went about that in a very smart way, like attacking oh, yeah. the Kyoshi Warriors and then and going then there and saying, like, oh, I'm a Kyoshi warrior. Infantry. I know the avatars here, like they know the Kyoshi Warriors. They trust us. Like, you should trust us. Like, she went about that in a smart way for a 14-year-old. 
Like, I give her Mondo props, I mean, though. She is a horrible, not character, but a horrible person. Yeah. I mean, but she's he, brilliant. He did technically, I mean, they dad did technically raise him as prodigies, though. And she really was a genius, if you really look at it, because she did master blue flames at, like, what, 10? No, that's not mastering blue flames. That's just powerful her flames are. Yeah, and that's Because her father didn't even have blue flames. Yeah, and, and she he had... has mad control fire. I just yeah. realized that. Yeah, she has the blue flames because uh, she goes solely off of anger, and exactly. she's such an angry person so that her pissing. fire burns hotter than every other firebender. Exactly. Just like with science, when you look at suns, there's different colors of the sun. There's the yellow that gets Superman power, the red that he can't get powers from because on Krypton, add a red sun. Then you have the blue sun with the blue fire, which is hotter than you have the white. That's why if you, like, you know, start a fire, you see that blue, that's the hottest of the hots. And Azula's whole arc was something on itself. But just the fact that she was 14 just goes back into the other anime tropes that Avatar picked up from. Because unless you're a casual anime fan, you know every anime, these niggas are like 10, 11, 12. Like, a fucking Digimon? They were like 11 or 12 at Summer Cap. They in a digital world with monsters. I would have shitted myself and died that first day trying to... Get Agumon and turn to Greymon and all that shit, man. It's nuts. Yeah, most children are based on young, like, before puberty, which is one of them good tropes. Goku that, was a baby. Yeah. With a that, monkey tail. That was one, <laughs> good, was one of them good tropes before anything happens. Like, Word. mostly the youth is always outgoing, heartfelt, undetermined. So that's why they usually use it at a young age. Compared to the slice of life anime genre they give us. So you want to talk about Sokka real quick? And you, what he was about? You know, the goofball of the group. Uh, older brother to uh, Katara. One good man that had no bending abilities, but yet had the brains and capability to outthink uh, the rest of the group for some odd reason. But yet also learned to master sword sword art. And then yet... Good joke, good joke. Um, you almost got me, you almost got me. Hey, when he said I got a good joke, you know it's good, because this nigga does not like to give me any flowers while I'm here. FYI. But he learned how to master sword work, and then lost said space sword, crafted by Space Rock, in, his, uh, in the final episode. Still never known if he went to find it or retrieved it. As well as a man that has lost multiple girls, but yet got multiple girls. The biggest one he lost turned into a moon. Bruh. She literally turned into the moon. And that shit was written so beautifully and so... Like, they set it up. Like, the foreshadowing was there. And the fact that they set it up and they continued to reference that throughout as a callback. It's like, yo, that's why I love... That's why I always love rewatching this series. Because you forget things and then you realize when you rewatch it, like, oh, damn. They did that shit. My favorite character is the blind bandit. But Shelby, would you like to give the audience a little tidbit about who that is? Okay, so the blind bandit is Toph. And she's, what, 10, 11 years old. She's blind. and Oh, she's, shit, she is. Yeah, she's young. She's one of the youngest characters within Avatar for sure. And she's completely blind. But she is a phenomenal earthbender. She learned from the original earthbenders. The badger moles. Yes, the badger moles. So she learned from the badger moles. 
and she's just phenomenal. Like, she can't see anything, but she sees with her feet in a way. She can feel the vibrations through her feet, and that's how she's such an amazing earthbender is if someone's behind her and trying to attack her, she already knows. She's the one who taught Aang pretty much everything he knew. She was one of the first metal benders there were, besides King Boomy. Oh, no, no. Tough was the first. Boomy... In that episode when he broke free, he had rocks come into his... Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. He wasn't metal yeah, bending. Yeah. So, yeah, Toph was the first metal bender, and then she eventually taught her kids later on when you get into Korra. The Bayfongs. But she was the first metal bender because she was such a powerful bender, just yeah. like how Katara was such a powerful bender, and she could do blood bending when so, there wasn't a full moon. Exactly. Like, Aang had so many good benders around him, and he taught, like, he learned from the best of the best, pretty much, especially for what their ages were, and they were able to outbend everyone else. Exactly. Especially when it comes to lightning bending as well. He did learn how to retract lightning bending from... Zuku, who learned from Iroh. Yep. And Iroh created the redirection technique. Yeah, and he learned that from water bending uh, techniques and whatnot. And that's why when Zuko and his dad fought... His dad didn't expect Zuko to be able to redirect that lightning, and he was super shocked when it happened. that shit the fuck up like, in his face. Hell yeah. And speaking of Zuko, Zuko starts off as the main as the main antagonist, but I know we don't consider... Some people may not consider um, this anime, but even in animation, straight cartoon, western style, and anime, Japanese style... This nigga Zuko has one of the best story arts, character development... Stories of all fucking time. Absolutely. Going from where he started as just an asshole, then you realize he did it to get respect to his father. Then his mother, Konko, died to protect him. For him to team up with the Avatar after his sole purpose was to capture it. After he treated Uncle Iroh like shit, and Uncle Iroh was the only one that loved him and wanted to see him prosper. It reminds me of a scene in fucking Batman The Dark Knight Rises when Bruce shits on fucking Alfred. I'm like, Alfred, raise you as a son because you had no father, you are his kid. And Bruce, you're mad at Alfred when that nigga Zuku snapped him Iroh. Like, yo, he loves you so much. But then when Zuku come back, like, I'm sorry, uncle. And his uncle's like, yo, I love you, Zuko. I just thought you lost your way. That's a bad impersonation of him. But anywho, (laughs) every time I watch that moment with him and Zuko, any moment with Uncle Iroh being Iroh, it touches a part of my heart, and I break down inside. And Zuko's legit, too, because he learned, like, your past doesn't have to be your future. You could be a better person. I think a lot more people need to watch this shit and learn from Zuko, especially in this um, time and period. Even Not for the people that fuck up, just for the people that like to cancel people, quote-unquote, and say they're horrible interview human beings. We have the right to fuck up, and we have the right to evolve and to be a better person. If you catch me fucking up right now, that's just one step of me becoming a better person later. Don't let my shit now affect what I can be. Because we all live a long life if we're lucky. So we should be able to bend our present into a better future. That was all types of trash. <laughs> so I love how Peter. in the beginning Zuko has such a bad rep until we yes. understand why he's doing what he's doing. But you can tell he has so much love for Iroh. Oh, yeah. Because there's one point where the Earthbenders take Iroh and they capture him. 
and Zuko's going after him to get him back, and he literally sees Katara flying on Appa, and he's like, oh, the Avatar, like, this is my chance, I could go get him, but instead, he decides to say, screw that, I'm gonna go get Iroh, like, he's my family, yes. he's been there for me. Uh, Uncle Iroh's message, aka the Dragon of the West, because you get a term from being, you get a title of dragon in Avatar by killing a dragon, just like you get knighted by the queen. And Iroh said he killed the dragon. He did. He let these dragons live. Fast forward, the dragons teach Zuku and Aang the true um, core, the true essence of what it means to be a firebender down the line. And it's just it's an amazing story. Uncle Iroh is easily one of the best created characters in animation, period. Like, you may have seen memes talking about, like, every now and then you just need to rewatch Avatar to get some Uncle Iroh in your life. Yo, it's true. I was going through some shit. Not a lot of shit, but just, just feeling low-ish at that particular time period of the day. Uncle Iroh comes on, says his wisdom, drinks some tea. I'm like, you know what, Iroh? You are absolutely correct. I respect that because you don't have to yell. You don't have to talk down to a person to get your point across. And just to let them know, life gets better, man. Life gets better. Iroh's definitely the best. He's one of those people who will give such good advice, and he has, like, infinite wisdom. And it doesn't matter who you are. Like, he'll sit there, and he'll have a conversation with you, and he's like, okay, let me share a little information with you and try and help you with your life. No matter who the person is, whether they were trying to screw over uh, Zuko and Iroh or whatever else is going on, like, he was always there for people and was such a wise character. Yes. And I feel like you don't see that in a lot of other animes. Word. And just like with most animes, we can't go without talking about the animals. The animal companions. There are mad combinations in this um, show. You got turtle ducks, turtle lions, like fucking armadillo tigers, just mashed up together and make it We found out that they have uh, camel elephants, but never showed us them. Just like in Game of Thrones, the Lannisters of Lions, I ain't seen not damn lion in that whole fucking series. Anyways, but yes, exactly like Ross said, you have all these combinations, and it also makes Avatar unique, because they have these different amalgamations of animals, but yet they still have traditional animals in it. But the two main animals of the series are none other than... Aang's flying bison Appa in the episode when they showed when Aang met Appa was like, oh my god, like that shit was adorable as fuck. And then Momo! Boomy was always concerned about Momo. And that was a running gag that worked so well in that series. And you can't talk about the show without asking a certain couple of questions, so I'm just gonna ask a couple of questions real quick as we come to like, you know, the end of this episode, or getting towards that. So, I'm going to ask Ross, favorite bending style? Oh, that's uh, earth bending without a doubt. Or, you want to span on why that is? Because I am partially blind, and if I was to go full blind, I would learn how to earth bend as a blind man and be able to walk amongst the earth without having problems. Word. Shelby, what about you? What's your favorite bending style? I really love firebending, but every time I take one of those quizzes that says, what bender would you be? I always get waterbender. Well, mm. water is the opposite of fire, so maybe your desire to firebend isn't as malicious as they want to credit it to be. 
because firebending doesn't come from just destruction. It's also a part of life where we learn with the dragons and the fire dance. Like, no, it can destroy, but it also could bring up new life as well. Mm-hmm. Word. That's what's up. Oh, for me, it's easy. It's earthbending all day. Like, just the technique and just the way you can construct the earth around you just makes me feel like that would be my shit. And spoiler alert, not really spoiler alert, but like, I'm going to let you know how the sausage is made. Because people really think me and Ross, well, I, I'm not going to speak for Ross. People really think I'm out here dancing when I used to before Corona. Like, oh my God, he's so amazing. Oh my God, look at him. No. 67% of the time, I'm just earth bending on a dance floor. And people don't notice that. If I don't know what I'm doing while I'm dancing, I'm an earth bend, I'm a fire bend. That's my go-to is my next is a fire bend. I will water bend, I will air bend, especially the EDM, because it's all about trance and being fluid. But no, like, that's what I do, and that's why I take inspiration from, because dancing is one of my favorite things to do, and Avatar is one of my favorite TV series. And a lot of the, all the bending elements are based on martial art forms. From tiger to leopard to mantis to monkey, it's all incorporated into that shit. So me personally, like earth bending would totally be my shit. I don't think I would be a metal bender. If you watch Korra, I think I might be more of a lava bender. But then again, I don't know because it's not real. <laughs> so if I'm just gonna guess, Ross, guess. If your favorite style is earth bender, doesn't automatically make Toph your favorite character? Oh, without a doubt. Word. A young kid that talked all the trash, but you had all the skills <coughs> to back it up. Uh, my one of my favorite things about anime, another anime trope. Right. What about you, Shelby? Who was your favorite character? So mine is like top three, because I can't pick between these three. I love them so much, and it's mm. definitely Zuko, Iroh, and Sokka. Fire, fire, water. Yep. Word. So- Why is that? So, Katara used to be one of my favorites, but, yeah, I used to love Katara, and I still do, but now that I've grown up more and I'm watching it again, I realize I'm so much like Sokka, it's not even funny. Like, I make the worst puns on this earth. No, you and, don't. Oh, you haven't heard my puns yet. They're not good. You great. haven't heard me. They're, they're not good. You have not been around me Like, long every enough. time Sokka makes a pun and everyone else in the room is dead silent, I'm laughing so hard I can barely breathe. I love Horrible puns. And then I just love Zuko because of who he is and his character arc and how he goes from being the bad guy to being a great guy and helping out the Avatar. And then with Iroh, just his infinite wisdom and how sweet he is. And his love for tea because I love tea as well. Sweet tea or unsweet tea? Unsweet tea. Uh. Stuff like jasmine tea, Earl Grey. I'm sorry, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, <laughs> I love tea, like, in its most bitter of form. Same with coffee. Like, I drink my coffee black. I like bitter. It's bitter, and when I drink it, it makes me less bitter, so I feel like it's a the good least, combo. The least okay. coffee looks like myself, the better it tastes. <laughs> I will agree to that. Because he hates me. <laughs> Yeah, Word. I, I love everything bitter. Like, even when I drink, like, I'll do just straight shots, or I can't do fruity drinks. Like, I'll do a Jack and Coke. So it was just straight alcohol. No, it wasn't. I promise there was soda in this. <laughs> you smooth drinking blueberry wild blackberry. Yeah, and this is, free. like, almost too sweet for me. <laughs> but I like it. But it's really sweet for me, because I like uh, everything very bitter. 
And I think that's why Damn. he likes Zuko, too. Because he's Shit. bitter in the beginning. Excellent. Well, of course, just like Ross, Earth Biddings, your favorite style. My favorite character, hands down. Fucking tough. All day. Not because of the reason Ross says, but it'd be like, because she's... I didn't realize till I just now start rewatching it. Because she's low-key 80s Raphael. She's the sarcastic one, but she holds her ground down. And she just knows who she is, but she also knows how to have a good time. Ooh. I will have to go with the introduction just because she was fighting grown-ass dudes and won all that money in that tournament and showed, like, made that dude do the split. So we, that was just the introduction of, like, yo, this is how powerful she is. Just wait till you see what how powerful she's going to be. My favorite top moment probably would be when they had to fight the Fire Lord and she ran up into the war balloons and put on a whole metal armor and fucked the motherfuckers up with the metal, then brought some earth with her just because it showed that she evolved metal bidding that quick when she just gonna wrap her up, herself off like a poor man's Iron Man, a bootleg Colossus, and handle her fucking business and get down in Avatar. But... If we're talking Korra, it's just the fact that she fucking showed up in the first place and called um, Korra Twinkle Toes because that goes back to the whole time about friendships less and life-wise. And like, I don't know you from this life, but I knew you in the previous life. And I almost cried. I could weep anytime I see this. I just realized, you asked for our favorite episode. Kelsey just gave out moments. But my favorite top moment. No, because one of my questions was What's what episode. But that no, I, that was my favorite moment in the episode. That's why I specified yeah. that. Because my only favorite, my favorite top moment would be when uh, they were uh, robbing on the in the Earth Kingdom, and the bandit uh, wanted poster came out, and it was like, "You see this?" And she's like, "What's wrong with y'all? I'm blind." <laughs> one of my favorite top moments have has to do with her like making fun of her blindness as well. And it's where they're going to find the library in the middle of the oh desert. My gosh, and yes. she points and she's like, it's over there. And everyone looks and she just mm-hmm. waves her hand in front of her face. And she's like, that's what it'll sound like when one of you guys see it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments. Oh, then there's one episode, too, when they kept telling her, like, look at this. And she's like, I can't. You that's, keep telling me to look at this shit. That's the bandit episode. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, the bandit episode. Yeah, but it's saying like, yeah, it's like multiple times they keep telling her to read shit and shit. Do you have a favorite Avatar character? I know you do, Daniel. Oh, it's Toph. I'm the odd man out. I'm the only one who doesn't have Toph. No, 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 it's okay. (laughs) It's It's been Toph since day one. But Toph is a phenomenal character, though. And she's super strong, and I do love the fact that she makes fun of how she is blind. Like, when uh she doesn't let it hinder her yeah she doesn't yes exactly. she doesn't let that set her back and she's like okay so what i can still do everything i want to do and nothing's gonna set me back exactly that's why i found a way if you don't watch screw tech like i do they had um Toph versus gara and gara's also one of my favorite characters from the naruto series and that shit was a good ass battle um check it out <laughs> i just had to bring that shit up randomly um and the the last question before we get to the Yo Check It Out segment. If you could have a spinoff made about any character, whether it's a graphic novel, manga, or just a TV series, which character would that be? I'm going to start with Ross. Oh, well, Kelsey's going to probably agree with me. But it have, might be one of the greatest Avatar uh, people in the world. Let me, let me rerun that back. 
Not an avatar. Just one of the main, one of the characters from the series, not an avatar. From the series? Because yes. I was about to, you know yeah, I, was I already know you don't say Kiyoshi, yeah, because we already talked about it. Woo. All right, if I had to go with the series, um, I'm going to be honest, I would like to see an animated, or if in this live action they give us that Zuku, uh, the, do the manga on the Zuku after effects, if and him finding out, him and Azula finding out the truth about their mom and whatnot. Oh, all right, so that, all right. So Zuku's, so it'd be Zuku's getting a spinoff yeah. about finding his mother. So basically the arc from the graphic novel. Yes. Word, respect. What about you, Shelby? Okay, so if we're talking about Avatar characters who aren't the Avatar, God, I would say I kind of want like a prequel almost about Iroh and seeing his life like with his son and him trying to take yes. down Ba Sing Se and see yes. his journey throughout. Yes. Because I feel like Iroh and Zuko are so similar, and I think that's why they get along, is they both started out as a person who was kind of looking for power in a way, and they realized, I don't need that power. Like, all I have to do is be happy with myself and be kind to other people, and that's what's important. Yes, because that is totally going to be my answer was Iroh. Go ahead, Ross. I would like to retract my statement. No, you're not. <laughs> I would Go like ahead. it to be about the White Lotus. Word. And for me, I would have... Like I just mentioned, I was going to go with Iroh because that totally would be the story I want to see. See how he became the Dragon of the West. What led him to be more of a pacifist and join the White Lotus when the Fire Nation is also destructive? That would have been a dope series to see. But with that being taken, Ross and what he said, um, and just watching the last episode, I, I think I might want to go with um, Old Shorty with the Bloodhound, Weasel, Arvark. Oh, that one girl? The, like the assassin type chick that Iroh's in love with. Like, oh, I, I forgot what her name, name was, but that would be cool. Just seeing her going around beating up dudes that look like Ryu and bars and just getting like, it could be some like some suicide squad shit. Like, she be the main, she creates a squad, they go around, they pull capers, she get her bounty and go about her day and she don't need no man. It could be like Avatar Xena. <laughs> and with that being said, we about to go to Yo Check It Out, where we check give you recommendations. Check it, check it. Yeah, out. Where we give you recommendations of things you should, of course, check out if you were a fan of Avatar The Last Airbender or if you want to watch something like it before you dive all the way into that shit. So I'm going to start with Ross. What would you recommend for somebody to check out? Ooh, what would I recommend? I would have to go with. Ooh, I have a plethora of... I would have to say pass and come back to me later. <laughs> I... Word. Okay. <laughs> Shelby. I got this. Mine would definitely be Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Just because I feel like in similarity to Avatar, it has its serious moments, but it has its funny moments. It has those friendship bonding moments. It's such an amazing anime. And is that the second series that's focused more on that? The manga, or is that the initial yeah. first Yeah, Brotherhood's one? the one that right. focuses more on the manga. The original was where they... They did, like, the first 20 episodes off the manga, and then they did their own did thing after thing. that. Word. But I definitely recommend watching the first 28 of the original to give you a more in-depth idea of what's going on in the first 10 episodes of Brotherhood. Nice. Word. Okay, cool. Ross, back to you. Back to me, I'm going to go off the Richter spell, Richter scale, little different. So you're going to get it rocking? You know it. Little different. I'm going with in sports anime, 
Yes, I said it. In said sports anime, we shall be named All Out. Only reason being is because it's... Well, actually, no. Yes, All Out. Reason being is because it's a small kid who loves rugby but never learned how to play it, gets into the high school team, learns it, and is trying his best to be good at it, as well as growing a bond with his teammates in every end, friendship, and, you know, learning the sports of rugby. I know it's out there. I know it's random. I know it may not follow the retrospective scale, but... When I think of Avatar, I think of a young kid mastering what he wants to master, which is the elements, something he's passionate about, yet not passionate about. But he's doing it for a greater cause. Word. So I'm going to go with two. Because the creators of Avatar Last Airbender have two Netflix original series. One being one that's more closely associated to the themes of Avatar The Last Airbender and that would be Dragon, Dragon Prince, Prince which is dope if you like. It's almost the way Black Clover feels like Naruto is very similar so it could even off-put you. could be like, oh this feels like too much like Avatar. I should watch Avatar. Cool, but if you fuck with it, it's co- legit with Ross, another anime that he's had hasn't been fucking with. And, have, and then it also, I but you, you ain't too, caught man. off in the last two seasons of course. There's been multiple. And also Voltron Legendary Defenders, which is arguably the best. You can't even say that because he didn't finish the whole series. Don't I'm do only that. one season left. No, no, no. One season and the full season. The best reimagined animated cartoon series of all time because it is better than OG Voltron. And I'm talking about the lions and the cars and the one that had on WB Kids 2. That shit was damn near perfect. I have a little nitpicks here and there. And also, whoever does the voice of Sokka does the voice of Lance on that series as well. Fucking Voltron is dope as fuck. It's well-written, animated, character development. And for those that didn't like the Christianity input in the original Voltron, be happy it's not in there in this remake. Yes, it is. Not as heavy, though. It's not heavy in most things. But it was hella heavy in the original. It's not heavy in Superman or Goku, but it's there. Anyways, guess what, guys? Sad to say. Freddy told us to shut the fuck up and get off the mic. (laughs) Yeah. Don't ever tell me to do what my my mouth. It makes me money. (laughs) Honey. Work. (laughs) <laughs> All right. I want to thank everybody that has been a part of this experience today, and most importantly, you guys that decided to listen to this entire episode. Not y'all that is skipping in between, but still, thank you for showing up for the tag. Still mm-hmm. worth a little bit in the end. So I want to say thank you to Shelby for coming in and blessing us with your presence and your knowledge of all things Avatar. For sure. Thank you all for having me on. Oh, the pleasure is all ours. Thank you once again, Daniel, for keeping us in line. You can't see me, but I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers right now. He's not. <laughs> no, I know. Not. Because this is all assimilation. <laughs> all right, Westworld. Don't you do that. Ooh, it's too late. I ain't like that. Let's leave it here nor there. You're but. a hater, though. To hate means I have the capacity to love. Mm-hmm. And I love a lot of things, but no things louder than I. All right, Marjorie. Nigga, I came back from death. I know, that's why I called you moderate. Exactly. 
Goodbye, guys. <laughs> and always remember, guys, we love you. Take care of each other and be the change that you want to see in the world. Peace, love, and happiness, y'all. And as always, guys, be one or be nothing. Thank you. Be blessed.